It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. We're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how our conversation with Jawill Davis on the show today. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, he is the kind of player and the kind of personality that really just makes it hard for you not to hope for him to succeed. And on a team with a lot of receivers, on a team that, you know, theoretically right now has a return man and a receiver who can do that, it's going to be an uphill battle for him to make this team. After you hear our conversation, which as I mentioned was was recorded last week, you may feel a little bit differently about his odds to make the team. This is a guy who seems to be doing everything right when it comes to the work that he puts in on the field. And whether it is with the Packers or whether it is with an NFL team other than Green Bay, I, I feel pretty confident saying I think he is going to be in the league next year. And again, it might not be with the Packers. This is going to be a tough roster to make. I think he's going to be on someone's roster come opening day. That's not what I want to talk about to open the show. Because we're going to get to Joel in a little bit. Uh, what I want to talk about is Madden ratings. And I don't want to talk about Madden ratings because I think they're important. I you know, I, I don't care really. Uh, I haven't played Madden in a while. I will say that for, wow, like a decade of my life, <laughs> I got it every year. It was my grandparents' Christmas gift to me every year. Just that's what it was. And I started... In the early 90s, I think my first Madden was 95. My last Madden had to have been in college. I don't remember. It's 06, 07, something like that. And and somewhere in the middle, I got the Microsoft knockoff version that was like total control football or total football. I don't remember. Uh, it was not as good, needless to say, as Madden. Uh, but I did buy that one myself, which I felt pretty good about. There are a couple reasons I want to bring it up. The first is related to Aaron Rodgers because this was, you know, one of the big headlines. 
And a lot of Packer fans were upset because Rodgers was, I believe, the sixth highest rated quarterback in the game. And there was a, um, a Madden designer who went on and had an interview with Complex. And he basically said, look, this is this is a difficult thing because over the last year and a half, Rodgers has been hurt. And we have no way of projecting what healthy Rodgers looks like. So this is what we have to do. This is this is the the guy that we have to go with. He had accuracy issues last year, even in the short throws, which is just objectively true. And got hurt last year. He was good before the injury, but his downfield throwing was down. His yards per attempt were down. His his completion percentage was down. So how much of that is Mike McCarthy's offense? How much of that is the injury last year? How much of that is unfamiliarity with skill position players? These all, all these things play a factor. And I think they're instructive for us. I mean, again, I don't care about the rating. It is a reminder, though, I think for Packers fans, that Rodgers has not been himself the last two years. And so for whatever you want to say about the underachieving of this team... It has to be directly related to Rodgers not playing like Aaron Rodgers. We saw when Rodgers was that guy at the end of 2016, all they did was win games. And and win some games they probably had no business winning. Now, Brian Gutekind has taken steps to ensure that this team does not require him to do all those things for in order to win games. Because for too long, that has been the modus operandi of this team. Just let Rodgers do the thing and everything else will work itself out. Well, what if Rodgers doesn't do the thing? And he hasn't the last two years for really the same reason, and that is injuries and a a stagnation of Mike McCarthy's offense. So, uh, look, I I don't care about the ratings, and I don't think anyone should be offended that he's a 90 or a 91 or a 92 or that Patrick Mahomes is ahead of him or that Tom Brady is ahead of him. Those guys played better than him last year. And that is how Madden works. And that is how the NFL works. What have you done for me lately? That is the, the NFL, the old joke is the NFL stands for not for long. It could be the case that in 2019, Rodgers just falls off a cliff and he's just not that guy anymore. Peyton Manning did it. Eli Manning did it, Brett Favre did it, Dan Marino did it, the greats do it. And and look, Drew Brees at the end of last year was bad, bad. He could do it this year. It is not a slow arc into oblivion. It is a steep decline. It is a ski jump off into nothingness. So I, I think it is a good reminder that Aaron Rodgers has been a mere mortal. And by mere mortal, we, of course, mean still one of the, the six to ten best quarterbacks in the league, but not Aaron Rodgers, destroyer of worlds, wielder of hammer, Captain America. Now, the other reason I want to bring up the Madden ratings. This is less relevant for most of you because... You listen to the Packers podcast because you like the Packers. I presume you don't hate listen. I don't think there's a lot of Bears fans listening. Uh, Maybe except my friend Joe. Shout out Joe if you're listening. Probably not though. I have like two or three Bears fans in my life. Um, 
And he's probably the only one that would even think about listening. Uh, (laughs) But I I was accused of homerism for suggesting that the Packers made the smart decision by signing Adrian Amos to his contract compared to what the Bears did for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And, And look, I have tried to sort this out on social media. I've written about it. I've talked about it on this podcast seemingly ad nauseum. I don't want to rehash it again. Okay, I've made the case. The case is the case. And for whatever I said about HaHa Clinton Dix three years ago, LOL, who's someone trying to pull receipts on something I said in 2016, the only Pro Bowl season Clinton Dix ever had. He was an all-pro that year. Like, Lols at thinking you're getting me for calling a Pro Bowl season a, a, a player who's good in that year and being like, oh, well, uh, 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 get a life, get a life. But so the, the, the Madden ratings come out and this funny thing happened. You guys are never going to believe this. I hope all of you are sitting down. So Madden and, and, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is true. I'm not making this up. They there are they employ dozens of people, and EA Sports in general employs hundreds of people, but dozens of people are involved in the Madden rating process. They watch all the games live. They watch the All-22. They do serious breakdowns of these players. So if you're a fan and you say, oh, well, Pro Football Focus doesn't know anything, Adrian Amos isn't that good. Well, this other group of independent people have decided Adrian Amos is significantly better by rating than Ha Clinton Dix. None of this is to say, important caveat, none of this is to say that I'm using the Madden ratings to justify my belief on something. I am not. What I am doing in this instance is to say I'm not the only one who thinks this thing. I am not a homer specifically because I think a thing that most objective NFL observers think. Most people outside of the Chicagoland area believe Adrian Amos is a better football player than Ha Clinton Dix. And now the Bears fans have pivoted in my mentions because there is overwhelming evidence out there and overwhelming analysis out there to suggest that Amos is, in fact, the far superior player. Now they're like, well, it's about the contract. It's about the contract. Okay, well, as Arif Hassan from The Athletic has pointed out, Adrian Amos got 24 times the guaranteed money that Ha Clinton Dix did. So the NFL clearly feels a certain type of way about these two players. So I'm sorry to tell you guys I'm not really sorry, that it's not a homer pick. It's not a homer piece of analysis to say a thing that a lot of other people who don't follow the Packers, who don't cover the Packers, who don't have a podcast about the Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, by the way, you can pull those receipts, to say a thing that all those other people believe. So, look, I don't, again, do I care about Madden ratings? No, I don't. But they're saying a thing that I have also said, which suggests I am not an outlier 
believing what I believe, and that I don't believe it simply because, simply because I cover this team for a living. There is overwhelming evidence, both in the league and without, that Adrian Amos is a better player than Han Clinton Dix by a considerable margin. This is just another data point to prove that, I mean, not that I'm right and you're wrong. I'm not saying that, but listen, let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not not saying that. And there is one place you always want to be right, and that's in the bedroom. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence you need with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. That's Blue Chew. Blue like the color blue. Chew.com with the promo code Locked On. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right let's get to Joel davis he is a receiver in his second season in the nfl out of bethune cookman he is a Packers receiver and return man in line to try and win himself a job on the 2019 Green Bay Packers. He was on the 2018 New York Giants, was a return man and receiver for them. You can follow him on Twitter at Jewel Davis, J-A-W-I-L-L-D-A-V-I-S. Jewel, thanks for joining Lockdown Packers. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So I'm going to go back uh, about a year because I, I think um, the, the process of coming in as an undrafted free agent and trying to make an NFL team is is incredibly fascinating. Anyone who does it, it it's really a, an incredible process to go through. And and you ultimately, you know, ended up on the practice squad in New York, but but wound up on the roster and playing NFL games. But a year ago this time. What, what was your mindset going into Giants training camp going, I got to find a way to make this team? Uh, first, my mindset was, you know, I wanted to stand out um, more than all the other guys, including, you know, all the big, you know, big time players that we had on our team as we, you know, Dev and, um, you know, Sterling and everybody. So I felt like 
that was my my first goal to stand out anything I do um I always knew my abilities and talent that receiver would take me as long as I want to be in the NFL but I knew that I needed to do more um, regarding on special teams so um you know coming in I drafted um they tell you that's the first thing how to make a team and you know um going through training camp and I was learning also you know um, special team is a big part of you know the NFL and to last long so I start finding my niche um doing special team duties and everything. And um so the first you know, first spot I was working at special teams was um gonna work. They wanted me to, you know, they see me as a great gunner in my size and speed and everything. So I was getting gonna work. I didn't start doing returning until maybe um getting work at returner prior to the end of the toward the end of preseason and then um, I end up um, getting released, and then they signed me back to the practice squad. Was you returning? That was my main focus, stand out. <laughs> yes, sir. My my main focus was, was to return. After that, be a returner and do anything for teams to have my niche and be that guy that could do it, do it everything, do it everywhere. Be a versatile player, and you know that's when I developed that that type of aspect to my game, especially my. So you you go through the end of the, you know training camp exhibition you go through the whole thing and then ultimately you know you get the call that you're not going to make the fifty three initially right do they do they say right then we want to sign you to the practice squad what is the what is the the process there or what was it for you and and what's going through your mind in that moment oh uh, yes I got the call <clears throat> um around probably like nine nine thirty. And there was a group of guys that was on their way to the facility. They, you know, had a bus to take us over. And, you know, took us over and everything. And went up to the upstairs and talked to the coach. And uh, soon as, as soon as, you know, they told me and everything, talked to the coach. Right after that, they told me to leave. We're going to sign to the practice squad. Like, soon as they told me that. So it was like, they was like, don't leave. You stay here in New York. So it was, at first it was like a, a moment like, oh man, like, that's crazy. And then at the same time, it's like, wow, I'm still going to be here. They really, really don't lose me. So it was, it, it's kind of cool and kind of like, uh man, like, you know, I was kind of like down on myself, but trying to keep myself up strong because I knew I, I could be somewhere playing, but they didn't, like, you're going to be here in New York. Right, and so you finally, a couple weeks later, you get your first opportunity to get on the field. Okay. And what you know, what is mm-hmm. when when they say, okay, we're going to bring you up, and you're going to get that opportunity. Um, I mean, what is that like? It was great. Um, I always show my ability as a receiver, you know, to to make plays and all that and everything. And I guess being young and undrafted, you know, it was. It was kind of probably going to be hard for me to snap the rotation, even though, you know, all my capabilities and playmaking. So, on uh, teams, I was doing my doing my thing and um, during returning and practicing returning. And uh, me and Odell was, Odell was real cool and everything. And he was, you know, talked to me a lot. And um, actually, um, right before I got moved up, I was doing the returning and everything, getting a hang of it. And, 
know, coach was asking him, like, you know, is he ready? Like, yeah, he's definitely ready. He's been ready. And it didn't say nothing to me till that Friday that I was, you know, I think it was like the third game of the season, I believe, or fourth, that, you know, I was coming up for the, for the season and everything. So it was kind of like, wow, I'm like finally type of feeling. Get to, you know, showcase my ability on the so the coaches went to Odell Beckham Jr. and said, is Jewel Davis ready to, to handle punt yeah. returns? Yeah, he asked him. Like, we, had, we needed a returner. I always knew I could be a punt returner, but, you know, in college I never did it. So I, I guess that had him, like, shy away from, in the beginning. But I started practicing it and, you know, handling the ball back there and everything. Got a hang of it. And I was, doing, I was you know, going to practice, making plays, Every day, so you know, talking to him and he asked him, he asked the question, he asked him, and Odell came back and told me, and he was like, "So be ready." And that Friday, I was moved moved up to the um, the fifty three. It, it sounds like you had a really good experience as a teammate with Odell Beckham. What do you? I mean, does he get a bad rap for for you know some of the stuff that he gets criticized for? Yeah, he does. He really does. And, that's not him at all. He's a great guy, great teammate. He taught me a lot as a rookie. You know, I was <laughs> I, coming out of college. I always watched him. He was like an <clears throat> idol to me. And playing with him on New York, it was it was real surreal. And I was right behind him, you know, step by step, like drills, whatever, you know, on his tail. Or we would just always have a talk. You know, he was like a big brother to me. He, he's a great guy. The media give him a bad rap, but. You know, that's the media, so. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's spin this forward now. The the Green Bay Packers, I mean, you had the opportunity to play New York Giants. That's a storied franchise. Right. And then in the spring, you find out that you're going to come in and, and have the chance to, to compete for a roster spot with the Packers. Right. That, I mean, that's a it's a change, obviously, New York to Green Bay. But so what was what was that conversation like for you? Um, it was. It was it was awesome. Um, it was shocking too, cause um, it was like wow, I'm going to Green Bay, and I didn't even know what Green Bay was until I was told. <laughs> <laughs> I was told it's up, you know, at the very top of Wisconsin, you know. So, um, it was a great it was great great opportunity for me to come in and and do a great another great story franchise. Um, with a great quarterback, you know, new coaching staff, you know, great teammates. And I was just, you know, happy and ready to get get up there and get to work, you know, and just have fun and showcase my abilities. Yeah, and and it's a it's a crowded receiver room for sure. Uh, you know, you you probably are going to have to to show some return skills here as well. That's that's part of the deal. Uh, where do you feel like, you know, you you can come in and and earn a role? I feel like I could be the returner guy. I could I could play anywhere on show teams, really. Kick off, punt return, I done played gunner. Um I obviously I done did the return role, like I said, um receiving wise. I'm a pure receiver with all the abilities. I feel like I could play outside or inside, you know, it's a new offense. Some I committed to it and been learning it since OTAs and mini camp. I feel like I'm a dual threat player that in New York, I wasn't able to showcase fully at receiver, but they seen me 
more than more more as special teams as a returner than receiver. But I'm like I'm like I said I'm a total package, and I feel like I have the ability to play anywhere on the field with my size and speed. So I feel I can fit in great with the offense. So see see how training camp goes and and everything and handle my business. I want to I want to ask you about Devontae Adams a little bit because you know he over the last year or two has really stepped forward and taken a, a leadership role on this team. H- has he had any conversations mm-hmm. with you? I mean, it's he's because he's the kind of guy who has gotten better every year, worked on his craft, and is now he's one of the best route runners in the league. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best receivers in the league, and he did it through work. He he wasn't always that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's a great dude. He's a great dude. We have a, a pretty good relationship. Real cool. We, we always talk to each other every day. Um, back in OTAs and mini camp, um, we actually in the meeting room. We sit by each other in the back room. Well, I'm, uh, as soon as I, you know, came to Green Bay, I guess we gravitated. Um, event like slowly. Soon after the first day, we gravitated each other. Um, he always teaching me, you know, things and and showing me ways how to, you know, run a route in certain plays and everything. And even watch old film of him. And just teach me about it, you know, why he did this and why he ran the route that way and everything and little things him and Aaron did. So he's a great he's a great guy. Another another, you know, vet, big time receiver, one of the best in the league that I look up to and just you know, pick out pick out his brain and learn stuff from yeah, I'm I'm wondering, you know, I know you you didn't get to spend a ton of time with, with the guys on the other side of the ball, but is there anyone, you know, whether it's offense, defense, anyone that, that um, when you when you got to OTAs and gone through the mini camp process, that that stood out as like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize that guy was had it like that. Right. Um, I would say um, Adams. I knew I knew he had it, but it was like in person is like real cool to see him. Back back west, Scotland is a real real talented big dude that can run and he can move real well for his size and um. You know, seeing Aaron in person is, is is unreal. Throwing the ball and moving, and the way he throws in is just unreal. That's like the best QB in the league. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it was just amazing. You know, get to see guys that you watched on TV a couple of years ago that you actually you know playing with, their teammate and your brother. So it's really cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is there? Do you have any goals in terms of you know? I, I want to return a, a punt for a touchdown, anything like that, when it comes to the preseason and, and what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dominate preseason. Every time I get a return, punt return, kick off return, I'm trying to average over 25 or have a touchdown more than one. I get in on offense, I receive. I'm trying to just dominate, catch everything thrown to me like always, and have big games, be a contributor, you know, contribution to the team, and make plays everywhere. Just to have my name called all the time, you know, like the guys everywhere. That's how I. That's how. That's how. I, that's how I am. Um, hard workers go out there to make plays. I'm a playmaker. That's how I always been, and that's how my mindset always will be. Yeah. Do you think anything? I mean, you've gone through this process before. You you had to fight to make a roster in New York. Uh, you're gonna have to fight to make the roster in Green right. Bay. Have you, you know, had time or, or taken the time to sit down and go, you know, this is what worked for me. This is what didn't work last year. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to fix. This is what I need to get better at to make sure that when when that, that final call comes, I'm not on that bus with those guys having to talk to the coach, you know, at the end of August. 
Um, I feel like um, last year I was a rookie, but the same mindset, the same thing I did, make plays. Like like I said before, as a rookie, I was making plays. I was really doing Giants training camp. I just really believe, you know, it was that ahead of me that solidified their spot because with the ratio of coaches and everything, you know, how that goes. But here's, you know, it was, it was a whole bunch of young guys and everything, everybody trying to prove themselves and, I feel like I have the ability to niche and could do it all. So it's the same mindset, you know, make plays each and every day. Continue from over from OTAs in the camp from a couple of weeks or a month ago and just keep going on that. Yeah, well, you know, it, when when do you head back up to uh, to Green Bay to, to, to uh, you know, start training camp starts in, you know, what, but when this airs, it'll be like a week. So when do you head back up? Okay. I head back up. Well, I would head back up July twenty third. Um, we start training camp the twenty fifth. Got it. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else unless you have anything you want to add. I want to say thank you for having me and having a talk with you. It's a pleasure. Hey, I appreciate it, Joel. And uh, you know, we'll check in down the line to see how training camp is going, exhibition season, and uh, hopefully the regular season for you. Yes, sir. Really do. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See FuelRewards.com slash FuelYourFandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. All right, I want to thank Jewel for joining the show. I don't know, I told you, I guess, is what I want to say. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I hope that you found that that conversation as engaging as I did. Uh, it was it was really a pleasure to talk to him. And uh, I, I think we're going to be doing some more things together down the way uh, as we get closer to the end of August and, and trying to make the team and all that stuff. So I'm really interested in getting his feedback on all of this process. And I will, I will make sure that I, I keep you guys updated, uh, if there are more conversations between us, whether they're for this podcast, whether they're for, uh, SB nation or whatever platform uh, we decide to put those on. Uh, but do remember that, that all the writing that I do is at Acme Packing Company, or at least most of it. 
Uh, and if you if you are not reading Empty Vacuum Company, I, I highly suggest you do so. But the easiest way to make sure you never miss content that I am writing or that I am speaking or that I'm whatevering, uh, you, you can do it on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Same thing for the podcast at Locked on Packers. We tweet out every episode so you will never miss one if you are following us there. Even turn on notifications if you're really that worried about about missing our show. But if you don't want to miss a show, the best thing to do is subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, we're going to take some more of your questions later in the week. As we move toward training camp, we are barreling toward it. We are almost there, uh, real live, at least practice football, and then some some legit NFL football in the not-too-distant future. It's all there. So the Locked On Packers fan hotline for all your questions and comments, 920-341-3775, so you can stay Locked On Packers. <laughs>